Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Okay, Shalom Aleichem, welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Taira. It's a pleasure to see everybody. We're uh, honing in on Pesach, so we'd like to uh, start with our, uh, we had our Pesach intro, now we're going to start with Haggadah. So when we come to Pesach, we can be prepared um, and uh, be meaningful, understand a little bit what we're saying there. Right? We have a long Seder. It's, uh, it's, it definitely behooves us to, to understand what we're doing. Okay, so let's start with Kiddush. Um, I saw this beautiful thing from uh, Pesach Kron. A lot of it, I, I, tonight's share, I, I did from his new book. It, it, it's amazing. It behooves everybody to get this. I'm going to show you what it is. It's at the Magad Seder. Um, he gave it to me, inscribed, um, when he came for Shabbos, right? When he came and he... So the bris here, so it was very, very nice. And um, so he said a beautiful vart about kiddush. So we know before we come, we come to the seder. What do we do? We put on our white kittel, and we make we make kiddush, and we sort of take kiddush for granted, right? Kiddush is oh, we make kiddush every Shabbos, but in essence, kiddush is really one of the very vital. A point of the Seder. Because Kiddush is, there's a saying, that Kiddush, what is Kiddush doing? Kiddush is, you're being Mekadosh, you're sanctifying. What are we doing? When we became a Jewish nation, we sanctified ourselves. So, the, the Kiddush is, is the most important backdrop to start the Seder, is being, we're being Mekadosh ourselves. That's what we're doing tonight. And there's a saying, that when Yidin don't make Kiddush, the Goyim make Havdalah. So, which means is, is that when we don't sanctify ourselves and we don't act different, when we want to, we, we want to we, we intermingle with the Goyim, the Goyim, Hashem makes it that way, the Goyim make Havdalah. They're the ones that make Havdalah. What does that mean? It means that they separate us. And how they separate us, they say, you ain't one of us. You a Jew boy. You're a dirty Jew. And I will annihilate you. Because... What, why, why does Hashem do this? Is because He's showing us the reminder that we're Yidin. No matter what we do, no matter what we wear, no matter what we do, He wants us back. And that's a gift of Hashem to, 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 to slap us back onto the, onto the you know, straight and narrow. So, um, as a matter of fact, the, uh, the Ramah says that if we wouldn't have in Mitzrayim, if we wouldn't have tried to act like the Egyptians, like I said last week, walk, walk like the Egyptians, right? Uh, if we wouldn't try to act like the Egyptians, and we wouldn't, at, at, the, at one point, we didn't want to have any brismila because we wanted to look like the Egyptians, and then we wouldn't have had Sheba Yisrael Mitzrayim. The whole reason we had it was because, like, we do the same mistake 
over and over again. Anywhere we come, we come to Paris, we want to look like a Parisian. We, uh, we will come to wherever we go, we try to blend in, we want to look like, it's like, you know, the Chesidish guy in the ball game, you know, somebody came over to him and asked him, um, do you want to make a mincha? And he looks with his baseball cap and he goes to him, how do you know I'm Jewish? You know? Yeah, so, uh, you know, you know what I mean? So we try, we try, we try, not because we all do, not, not, we, we try to act and, and look and, and be, and that's what Hashem has to tell us. No, if you're not going to be Jew, if you're not going to bake Kiddush, the Goyim are going to make Abdal, they're not going to even let you. So there was a, a nice, beautiful story he brings down from the, uh, happened during the Holocaust, that there was a lady by the name of Irma Hess. She, was a, she died 101 years old. She lived in, in, in Ramadish somewhere in, in, in Yerushalayim. And she had this letter that she saved from the concentration camps. And in this country, she gave it to um, her rabbi, who was Rabbi Yisrael Mantel, who was the rabbi of Kal Dasi Shurim in, um, in, in Washington Heights. Very good. Um, and he, he, this letter was an amazing thing. It was, it was written, it was a tefillah written by a rabbi called Rabbi Sacher Davis. And he was a chief rabbi of Holland before the war. And he was captured and he went into the uh, camps and he sort of feared Tish over there. And before Pesach, he wrote a very poignant um, tefillah in Hebrew. And basically, the tefillah was, is that before he said, he wrote, it's a tefillah lechol chametz Pesach. That was the tefillah. And the tefillah said something to the effect of, the, the chametz that we're eating now should be merutza to you like as if we would have ate, eaten matzah. It should be as dear to you, Hashem, please, as we would have eaten matzah. Because you know that everybody here at this, at this camp would love to be sitting at a seder and eating matzah, at least not eating chametz, but you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that it's kuach nefesh, and you want us to be alive, right? You don't have to eat. You can eat chametz if you're, you're going to die. And, and you know that, that, that you want us to do. So we're doing the ratzen of Hashem. We're eating chametz, the same madrega. It's a beautiful tefillah. And with this eating of the chametz, we sh- you should allow us to be able to live another year and to be able to eat real, real Pesach and real, real chametz. And I was thinking about this. What something was so special about it was that, you know, you talk about Kiddush and Havdalah. This is my own thought. I was like, when, when I was, I mean, I don't know the, the, the exact um, denomination or, or the, uh, how many religious Jews and how many non-religious Jews came to the camps. But when I was at the camps, and I was interested now, we saw a movie of many, many transports of people going to, to, uh, to the concentration camp, Auschwitz, Bergen Belsen. And most of them, I mean, it was one after another, thousands of thousands, were, were not religious. They had no, no religiosity. We hear the shtetl and this and that, and, and, and you know, everybody being wiped out. But there was many more thousands of Yidin that were unfortunately not religious, they were unaffiliated, and the Nazis made them Jewish. And the Nazis decided that, no, no, they're Jewish, regardless who they married, or what they were doing, and they brought them to the camps. So, this tefillah, 
that, that uh, Rabbi Davis from, from Holland said, and he said it to those people, so a lot of them wouldn't have been at a Seder eating matzah, right? They would have been, they would have been whatever, eating the same chametz, but somewhere else. But the fact that they all together, and they said that tefillah, that elevated them to actually this year when they were eating chametz, it was like they ate matzah. So he took everybody, religious, non-religious, and he brought them up to a point of, yeah, they, they all were, were there, they all said the tefillah together, and, and they were mekayim for the first time in their lives, matzah, when they, they, they ate chametz, when they were eating their bread, or their, their, their cookie, whatever they, little you know, stale bread that they had, that was the first time that they really ate matzah. So that's, that's really, and, and you know, of course it's a terrible way to you know, do it, we don't want, so we don't want Hashem to, ha- to have the guy make Havdalah, on us, but um, but that's really what happens, and that's really what happens throughout the, the generation. So, when we're sitting before Kiddush on, on, on the Seder night, we should have this in mind, and have the fact that we are all together, and we're, we want to be different, we want to be together with, with the rest of Klai Yisrael, and we want to be Mekadosh, not only the, the, the Shabbos and the Yontif, we want to Mekadosh ourselves and be different. And there's a famous story of, uh, of Pesach Krohn's, uh, he's a Rebbe of mine actually, of Kamlin Krohn, was a Rebbe of mine in, in Lakewood, and in Adelphia. And he, um, he was, he was a, a special, special person, very different from uh, uh, Pesach Krohn. He was uh, more of a Rebbe type, not, not a speaker, not a, that, uh, anyway, he, he came, once came into, there's a famous story, but people don't know it's coming from him that he was in a, in a cab one day, and the cab driver, who was non-religious, not only non-religious, it was anti-religious, and he was, he was just fussing about how the religious datiyim don't go to army, and he was all angry at them, they don't like him, they don't care. So Rav Kamlin Krohn says, Achi, you're my brother. He says, no, 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 we're not brothers. He says, I'm dati. He says, why are we not brothers? He says, I'm dati, I'm, I'm chiloni, and you're dati. No, 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 we're brothers. No, we're not brothers. Yes, we are brothers. And they're going back and forth. And he says, well, I don't care what you say if we're not brothers, Rav Kalman said to the taxi driver. He said, I had a great teacher that taught me that we are brothers. So the taxi driver turned to him and he says, yeah, who was this great teacher of yours? He says, Adolf Hitler. And he stopped. And he stopped the car. And he, it sunk into him, you're right. That was a teacher that taught us that we are brothers, no matter what. We are, no matter, no matter what we're doing, we're brothers. And that's, and that's unfortunate that we need a teacher like him to tell us that, no, we're all together in Klai Yisrael. That's Kiddush. That's our thoughts we should have going into Kiddush. Okay, I'm skipping to a little bit later on when we say Dayenu. We talk about Kriyas Yamsuf. Dayenu, if we were to come to Kriyas Yamsuf, what was so special about Kriyas Yamsuf? Kriyas Yamsuf was a very, very special message. When the Medrash says that when we got to Kriyas Yamsuf, what happened? We cried, Hashem, what are we going to do? Hashem said, the Medrash says, Hashem said to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lama Tabaycha, Sa, why are you crying to me? Go. And the question is, what do you mean go? We're crying to you because we're praying to you. And there's many different shatim, many times there's the times to do things and not the time to pray. Now you prayed, now go and, and show your shtadlis, show your things. But... Rabbi Zilberstein says, very simply, he says, he brings that from a Bleicher, he says that there were actually a few more steps to go before 
the uh, the yam, the water started. So he, the, the Medrash was saying that the Rebbeinu was saying, don't, don't, don't worry. I'm going to help you, but do all you can. Sometimes we stop when we see, like, oh, there's only a, I only have a thousand dollars left in my, I'm, I'm out of a job. Uh, I don't. I'm a thousand bucks left in my in my or or less or five hundred. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm lost, and we're not. We don't want to go to the last dollar because who wants to be like you? Totally, I don't have a penny. What am I going to do? So, but the real amuna is is to go and to do what we have to do to keep on going, not to despair until we have the last penny. When I sh- when we have the last penny, it's very hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But this is the avoida. The avoida is is the one who, if you really have betachin, spend that money until the last, or 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 go until you can't go anymore. If you're right, everyone, a lot of us have uh, been there. <laughs> but that's that's what the rebbeinu was telling us: go those steps, move, go. Don't worry, don't cry now. Move, move those steps. When you get to that place of no return, you throw it up to Hashem's hands, and Hashem will help you. And that's the lesson. And that's the lesson from Kriyas Yamsa, very, very important. And that's why we're saying Dayenu, that if we would have just learned that lesson, that's a lesson that's timeless for life. This is one of the lessons of Pesach, is to know that, yes, Hashem will help us, but we have to go to our, we have to show Him that we know He's going to help. By, by how? By going to the, last, to the last thing. Don't stop. Don't give up. If you still have a little bit more time, effort, patience, Whatever it is, you go there and Hashem will help you. And that's why Shias Hashem Keherif, I, I, in seconds he can help you. You know, uh, he said, my business is... So, what was that holding? So he said that... Um, he called up this fellow, this boy. His name was Nehemi Pasel. He was missing a arm. And what happened was, he gave him a bracha. He said, Nehemi, I'd like you... I'd like to... Um, I'd like to put you in touch with a very special friend of mine. His name is Wally Stern. He's an older man, and he lives in Palo, Dan- Palo Alto. Where is Palo Alto? California. California. And now he lives in. He went from there, and now he moved to Brazil. So I'd like you to uh, meet him. So he calls up his friend Wally Stern, and Wally says, "He says, you know, you also you grew up." He was a man, he didn't have an arm, he lost it in an accident. I'd like you to, um, to give some chizik to this boy who has a hard time, and he is, um, he is also without an arm, so he's decided that he's going to write him a beautiful letter. And I'd like you to read you this letter, this is very, very beautiful. He wrote Nechemia, this, 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 uh, his name is Wally Stern, wrote. This, uh, um, he says, listen to this letter. I'm going to read it to you. Mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov. On this occasion, your bar mitzvah is my privilege and honor to wish you from the bottom of my heart that Hashem grant you to always go from strength to strength and merit to go to become an Adam Gadol. My name is Wally Stern. I'm 89 years old. And, I live in, I, and now I live in Sao Paulo. That's why I meant Brazil. Right. I lost my entire left arm in a car accident at the age of 19. At the time, I was completely devastated but the first thought flashing through my mind was, I will not let this accident drag me down and stop me in life. I will try to be the best to continue life, business as usual, as if nothing happened, as far as possible. From that day on, my handicap became my driving force. I didn't let it get to me. And as soon as people understood that, they reciprocated with the feeling and related to me normally. The sheer willpower that I required to overcome my handicap became my greatest asset. 
and I was able to go on with life almost as usual. I became the first Brazilian boy to go on to study at Tel Yeshiva in Cleveland, Ohio. Baruch Hashem, Hashem sent me an extremely refined lady who I ended up marrying. She did not see any re- reason that the handicap should reject the Shidduch. And we are very happily married ever since for more than 60 years. Amen. Hashem by you guys. Amen. Baruch Hashem, Hashem has been very kind to me and I've been able to do many positive things, learn, work normally, run a successful business. And I'll, I'll say on the side, he said that this guy was a wealthy guy. Um, take an active role in community matters and help promote many worthy Jewish causes. To mention two examples, I take special pride in the fact that I've been privileged to be associated with Art Scroll Masaris publication by sponsoring the publication of the tractate Hurrius uh, of its edition of Talmud Bavli series. I, I would assume that this is a, yeah, a lot of money to be the whatever. Okay, then he said, I spend most of my day working for an organization called, I never heard this organization called Efrat which is dedicated to assisting <coughs> pregnant women in Eretz Yisrael. Bez Hashem, we were able to save close to 7,000 unborn children so far. I guess they stopped them from doing abortion or something like that. Amazing. I've always loved to assist people whenever I can. In fact, my handicap has not withheld from me doing any of the above. I never stopped me from driving a car. I used to play tennis when I was younger and even started to ski at the age of 50. Wow. I should, I, should, I should start skiing. Doing so for many years. I guess it's hope. Again, I got two hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never stopped. <laughs> there was not a single problem from which required help of others. It's all in your mind. Everybody say it's all in your mind. You could do anything you want. I'm telling you. It's, it's, uh, it's your mind that instructs and commands your actions. Thanks to Hashem, I've been successful in all my endeavors. I know that it feels like when your great bar mitzvah moment is coming up and you anticipate all the people staring at you. So, in view of my own personal experience, my advice to you is simply the following. Just get up. Do whatever you plan on doing in front of public. Seriously, tranquility, with the confidence as if there was no handicap. It will earn you and the people's greatest respect. At the end of the day, the basis of people decide how to relate to you is your own behavior. And how you yourself relate to your handicapped. Wow. It's entirely up to you because as Chazal say, people's attitude towards you simply mirrors your own attitude towards them. Right? Like, um, like, my panama panam. Trust that Hashem will make things work out for you. Believe in yourself and Aleva Tzleach, rise and succeed. You have a great life ahead of you. Wishing you the best of luck. Sincerely yours, Wally Stern, San Polo, Brazil. So, broken. <clears throat> why do we? Why, why do good? Why do we break? Why do we break? Why do we break uh, the uh, the matzah? Is to show us that from broken becomes whole. From broken. One one last story I'd like to say, and this is very very worth less less vart, and then we'll go. We have this. We are up to the four sons, and Rabbi, we we have it's Rabbi Rabbi Krohn brings up Shimon Schwab, who asks. Before we say the four sons, we say a very strange thing. We say Baruch HaMakim. We sing a song. Baruch HaMakim, Baruch Baruch Yisrael. Okay, it's a beautiful song. We're singing Baruch, we're singing and every time, and the, the, the tune goes so well with what we're saying. That we're praising Hashem so much, and, and we realize that everything's, everything's in Hashem's hand. So it's beautiful to feel, but why are we saying it before the four sons? As a matter of fact, if you think about it, 
Who are the four sons we're about to say? Trump and <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about a very sort of like sad family, right? Three out of the four sons have somewhat of a challenge or somewhat of a difficulty. Okay, well, one guy, there's one kid. He's probably a big shot, you know the chacham. You know he's 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 okay, right? He's a nachas kid, but the other three is a tom, uh, and and you know the totally un totally unmotivated. Sheni de Risha, the guy doesn't even know how to open his mouth, right? And a Russia who's an even person. So and now we're singing Baruch Hamakim and even more. Why does Rashab say? Why do we use the term Makim? That's the name of Hashem. That is usually reserved. For bad tidings, right? That you say when you, you lose a lot of money, your ship from China sinks. Um, uh, stock market. Stock market. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, and, and when and when bitcoins go down, oh, did I say when? I mean, if bitcoins go down, yeah, okay. Um, so 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 why do we say it now? Why is it say that the seder is supposed to be a time of joyous of of celebration, of freedom. Why are we saying Hamakim, that sad thing? So he answers, listen to this, it's worth coming just to hear this. This is what he says. This is saying coming, let me just tell you who it's coming from. It's coming from Rabbi Schwab. Rabbi Schwab, Shimon Schwab, was a yeki, right? What do yekis are? Yekis are exact. This is the time, this is how it goes. There is no playing, there's no, there's no, no uh, funny business monkey with, business. monkey business, or funny business with a... With a yeki, that everything is straight. It's got to go as straight and narrow. What did he say? So listen to what he said. He says, you know why we say this bracha? We say this bracha to tell you that Baruch HaMakim Baruch Hu, we're thanking God because every single child is a blessing. No matter who they are and what they are. No matter if the child is challenged. No matter if the child has difficulties. No matter if the child is, is off the derech. The matter of the child is a child in pain. It doesn't matter. That child, I want you to know, parent, that your children are a blessing, each and every one, and no different. And Rabbi Cohen adds on something very beautiful. He says, if you look at the blessing of Baruch HaMakim, we say Baruch four times. Right? Four times. Four times is connected to four different children. They're all the same blessing. Every child, no matter where they are, if they're having difficulty, it's a beautiful blessing. Well, they'll get there. You have to realize, before you even start to work with them, the Torah is telling us, that God is telling us, don't even work with them until I teach them. Before you teach them, you have to understand yourself that this is a blessing to have these children. These children are, are, are going through something. They have the difficulties. You'll work with them. They'll get there. But don't ever think, why me? Chas It might be natural to think that. But don't ever think that that's the mistake. So I want you to get up and sing the song. Baruch HaMakam Baruch Hu. Thank you Hashem for these beautiful, special blessings. Every single one is a blessing. Every single one is, 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 is something special for Hashem. Has the potential to be godly. And we never know who the Nachas is going to come from. Have a wonderful Pesach. We should all... Have, take all these lessons, remember it, say it over, and internalize it, and have a wonderful Pesach. We'll see you next week.